All right, welcome back to uh, Baron of Beverage. Uh, I'm very excited this evening because I'm with a very good friend of mine, uh, probably my best, if not one of my best friends, who uh, started a uh, a page on Facebook called the Whiskey Room. And ever since I began Baron of Beverage, I had even before it launched, I had talked to my friend here, Chris Rodovi, uh, about starting uh, being a regular guest on the podcast. So I'm very excited that we're starting our first series together between the Whiskey Room and Baron of Brevage. Chris, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? I'm Chris Rodovi, and I'm a big whiskey lover, and I've got experience as a former bartender and just really enjoyed discovering new whiskeys, finding new whiskeys, and I like all five major types of whiskey. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I, I helped introduce uh, Chris to whiskey. Yes. I, when I met him, he was drinking Malibu rum and uh, Di Sirona regularly, <laughs> um, and he came over to the dark side, I guess, is one way to put it. Uh, but uh, but anyway, well, you know. That's true. On. No, it's true. It's true. And, uh, and uh, it's been fun uh, on that path together, especially as whiskey has blown up. We got into whiskey even before it blew up. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, to, to buying things like uh, Pappy Van Winkle off the shelf for like 40 bucks. Yeah, And yep. not knowing that. what we had, right? <laughs> never will forget um, that. But, uh, but. But we, but we enjoyed it. We just we did enjoy. We just didn't, we just didn't know it was be, how rare it was going to be. That's right. Later on, you know, we maybe you know. Oh well, we, we you know, it's it, if as long as we enjoy it, that's what matters. Exactly. So that's what the kind of like this first series is about. We're going to have a series of ten whiskeys. I found this wonderful article uh, on on the internet uh, from Uprocks. Uh, and it was a, it was, what was it called? Like the 10 or the, no, it was just called the world's best whiskeys or something was the title of the article, Chris. It was the, these are the best tasting whiskeys on earth. There you go. According ben, to 20,000 right. whiskey drinkers. Right. So basically the, the internet whiskey drinkers who have reviewed and said, these are my favorite whiskeys, these 10 percolated to the top. And when I looked at it, there are 10 very well known whiskeys and, and Chris and I both agree they're. They're whiskeys that everyone, if they haven't tasted, should, right? Yeah, no, they're they are certainly uh, well-known brands. They're well-established in market share, and I mean they're they're consistent and, and they are reliable. And there's a reason and they are good. Yeah, there's there's not one on there. I was like, really? <laughs> no, you know, yeah. no. There's a reason that these are there because of what they deliver all the time. And in some instances, they are like the pinnacle of their style. Right. In some instances. So the so we're going to go from ten to one on there, and it's ranked ten to one. It so is we're going to go ten, ten to, one. to one. It's a little bit David Letterman. Um, so uh, <laughs> number ten is Johnny Walker Black Label, which is aged twelve years. Um, so I'm going to pour a little bit now for uh, each of us. So all of the uh, Johnny Walker's a blend. Yep. I don't know how, it's a blended whiskey, how knowledgeable right? everyone's no, no, listening to right. And that basically saying it's aged 12 years means that all of the single malts that are in it to make the blend are aged at least 12 years. So there what about the grain whiskey? Ones. I actually don't think there's grain whiskey in this one. Um, I did some reading on it and no one was saying one way or the other, but my assumption would be that that too would have to be aged. Yeah, you know, I wasn't sure about it either, so before I got over here and I haven't gotten a reply to my tweet yet, but I tweeted out to you and Morgan 
who I'm not sure if oh, you, yeah, you, met you and right? Back then, he was just, quote-unquote, a master of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, he has become the master of the masters of whiskey. So I referred to him, and I've even told him this, I, I refer to him as the wizard of whiskey. But, <laughs> That's um, a great title to have. So I, I'm not sure it's an official title. But I tweeted out to Ewan, and I asked him that question because I wasn't sure. So maybe Ewan gives a listen, or he sees my tweet, he'll answer, and we'll get back to you. Either about is there green whiskey in Johnny Walker Black or is it all single malt? I have a feeling. I believe it's, I believe it's got to have. I got. I think it's got to have some green whiskey in it. I really do. I just don't know about the age statement because it is labeled as a blended. True. As opposed to, uh, uh, it's what do they call it? Uh, there's it's a blended and bottled uh, whiskey as opposed to what they call now blended malt. Before that, it was a vatted malt. Yes, true. Which was all single malts. These new uh, terms Um, that are sort of getting confused in the world. But one thing that hasn't changed in a long time is the age statement. That's true. But but I do know that the Johnny Walker website does specify that all the single malts in there are aged at least 12. Correct. So, um, and the two main single malts in this are Kaila and Talisker. Okay, I think there's Cardew in there. No, no, there's. I mean, but those and, are the two. Oh, okay, okay, like, yeah, yeah. okay. I got you. I got you. They're, they have like. I think there's. They can like, have like 15, like 40. Yeah, they, they have. Yeah, yeah. They have Diageo, which owns them, has yeah. so many single malts to draw on, and it's a proprietary blend, and they're always trying to get this. They they want the Johnny Walker Blackway label that I pick up today to always taste the same, whether I started drinking it at a 21 and I pick it up at 101. It's always supposed to taste the same. So whatever they have to blend... And that's the goal of the blending. Exactly. That's exactly right. Started in 1819, Mr. John Walker. The, uh, the brand that went around the world. That's what they say. So what are we nosing on this? I get, like, florals, heather. Well, there's definitely florals. I'm not going to go as far as to say specifically heather. Um, there's, a all sp- there's, like, a spiciness to yes. it. I mean, there's a lot of spice to it. A little bit of smoke, not so much, which is probably why they came out with a double black a couple years ago, was to add more smoke to it. Right. But no, it's it, not very smoky on the nose. Um, little hints of honey underneath. Little Maybe citrus. caramel. Some citrus zest. Totally. Totally. I'll be honest with you. I have not drank Johnny Walker Black critically like this in a while. It's kind of fun to do. I, I haven't drunk it critically in a long time, but I will say that, uh, you know, you, one of the reasons why we were talking about the, the, this list is their popularity. My wife, Karen, refers to this as the drink that never lets you down. Whenever she goes to a bar, she's pretty sure she's going to find Johnny Walker Black Label, and she'll enjoy it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, uh, wow, I'm taking a sip. We'll tell, I'll tell this story after <coughs> we talk about the, the, the whiskey. Very smooth. It's an, it's you know? an incredibly smooth scotch. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for, for thinking of it coming from Talisker and Coila... I'm not getting as much smoke or as peat as I might think, especially from a talisker, the way most people try taliskers these days. They'd be thinking more peaty yeah. uh, than, than you come in it, this. It's more of a Calila kind of flavor. Yeah. Um, there's definitely, though, the uh, peppery-ness uh, mm-hmm. to it. Uh, ironically, uh, I don't know what barrels these were aged in or anything like that, but it, like uh, Maker's Mark, which oddly enough is later down on the list, it has a flavor, at least that on my tongue, really gets the edges. So that, that to me, is a, a very uh, peppery and, mm-hmm. and bitey, which is very nice. You definitely get that spice. Um, you get a lot of wood on the actual taste that I wasn't getting in the nose, at least for me. Yeah, I think there's like a, a caramel oaky yes. on the on the center of the palate. The spiciness on your 
on the sides you talk about and a little bit of the back of the tongue for me. The other thing I'm, I, I'm enjoying is uh, the length of the finish on this is quite nice. It, oh, yeah. It stays a lot of the same notes from when it's in your mouth for the and and yet you discover a couple others but it's not like um it's not quick and it doesn't get unpleasant at any point sometimes some cheaper lower grade blended whiskeys they taste okay until you swallow <laughs> and then you start to see imbalances and things they have an off taste or a, some other yes there there is a um uh, a certain element of complexity to this flavor, especially for a blend, that you don't normally get. I think that's one of the reasons why it's so popular. Um, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but like Johnny Walker Red doesn't cut it for me. There is no complexity to that. The black stands up. Um, and you probably, most people drink it neat, or they might drink it on the rocks. I don't, I wouldn't add water to this. Some people might. Um, I do drink on the rocks frequently, but that's because I like, I just prefer a colder beverage, but that also opens it up a bit. Right. It does, in my opinion, stand up to that. Well, but, that's why we have a couple big rocks know, here, right? We do. So we're going to drop a rock in each, or not really drop because we don't want to splash too much. A little bit of splash. But, but um, big rocks too. I... Do not splash the pot. What was that movie? Rounders? No. Uh, do not splash. Oh, I don't know. John Malkovich, man, it was bad. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> That was his character, right? Was that was it being John Malkovich? I don't I don't no, know. No, it was not being John Malkovich. All right, so we're gonna give this a second to to chill a little bit with this large rock in it, um, and I'm gonna tell one of the stories. You're talking about like the going to the bar, and you always know it's gonna you can count on it. Yeah, you uh, can almost always find it. So years ago, uh, <laughs> years ago when I was dating my ex-wife, I went down to Puerto Rico. And she helped arrange for me to have a coaching with Justino Diaz. Um, the listeners who don't know opera or whatever, Justino Diaz was a was a big major baritone, uh, and very long uh, and good established. Career. Yeah, established career. He's in a film version of uh, Otello with uh, Placido Domingo, so a lot of people know him from that. Anyway. And actually, uh, he has connection to one of my early voice teachers as well. But that's all regardless. So when I was trying to find out what's a, what would be a good thank you if whatever, you know, she said, oh, I, I hear like Johnny Walker Black. I'm like, oh, okay. She, I was like, and she's like, it, it's kind of expensive down here in, in Puerto Rico. It's hard to get. And I was looking. And in Puerto Rico, it was pretty expensive compared to the States. But, you know, it was a thank you gift or whatever. And... It was a very well appreciated gift, and I and what I realized at that point was, wow, this has a major stature around the world. And granted, it's Puerto Rico, but still, it everywhere. Yeah, no, it is a, it is a. Uh, I, I would certainly say it's a respected brand around the world. When I have flown internationally, it's always there in a duty free. Um, you know, you read enough of these publications, it's one of the brands that does get talked about it a lot in things like Whiskey Advocate. Maybe not specifically um, the Black Label, but. Uh, you know, certainly Johnny uh, Walker and, you know, when they're playing with phasing in and bringing out different brand cut, like they had a green that they got rid of and then they brought back as a consumer demand. But they brought, they, they, they removed it from the state market, yeah. but then they brought it back they brought in the it states back. market. But, you know, and then they're pushing newer blends like their platinum, which was new at the time. It's not new anymore. Uh, the black is always there. Uh, and like, I, well, like, well, like, like Karen says, it never lets her down. And you can find it, generally speaking. It's not 
too expensive, though it has gone up recently. Yeah. Uh, as all whiskey prices have recently. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's enjoyable. It's a very yeah. enjoyable drink. Well, so now it's pretty chilled. Yeah. I'd say what has killed... This has killed the nose and the florals. Have, have For me, have diminished with the ice. Certainly, yeah. But you still get kind of that honey in the background. It, it certainly muted the florals on the nose. And you're right, it, it brought out a honey that I didn't necessarily pick up on the nose before. Citrus is still there, though. Citrus is still there. And it kind of did it the whole way. It muted all uh-huh. of... Uh, what you had seen yeah. previously. I mean, like, the, I can see why people would do this a lot, because especially Scotch whiskey drinkers, whether it's blended or single malt, they like it, whether it's, you know, 100 degrees in August or, you know, 10 degrees in January. Correct. There, there are people who only drink certain drinks certain times of years. I'm a whiskey drinker. I drink whiskey all year long, which is one of the reasons why I do keep these giant ice cubes. Uh, whether it's hot or summer, uh, right. you know, I've I've been known to throw that in there. Sometimes I'll maybe have some gin, with a little yeah. lighter in the summer. Oh but no, no, of course, There's nothing wrong with that. Is, and we'll do some gin at some point. It's but, beautiful. But uh, the other thing is, um, the other thing, and the other thing I'm realizing though is, uh, I think that this, the, the, a lot of people put the ice in because they think. They can't handle the alcohol content, so they want it to yeah. lighten up. And this is definitively, it's only, it hasn't been in that long, but it's definitively lighter bodied, which is, means it's getting watered down. Yeah. And one of the things ice also tends to do to whiskey is to remove bitter notes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that's why the sweetness is a little more forward in this. And that's, and that's why the scotch and soda was so popular, you know, for most of the last century. Right. Um, because... It wasn't really a flavor most American drinkers had gotten used to. I mean, thanks to Prohibition, they did, I guess. But right. uh, I'm not a fan of the scotch and soda. It dilutes it too much for right. me. <laughs> but that, but I think the chillingness and the reducing the bitterness, lowering the alcohol a little bit, makes it a sweeter whiskey. Yes. And I think a lot of people just like sweeter drinks. So oh, I, that I, yeah, would, yeah. that's why I think because you, I think the honey definitely comes out more, and the spiciness is less present. Certainly. Um, which. Uh, which, which is a clear difference. Yeah, well, well the spiciness... I, well, honestly, part of the appeal um, for me, and I don't necessarily always think of things this way, but because we're doing this, I'm thinking of it this way. Part of the appeal for Johnny Walker, actually, for me, is that spice. I hadn't thought of it ever before. Yeah. Because it's always there. But now that I've done side-by-side side with a neat and yeah. whatever, is is that spice. But and So, more if you ever were drinking Johnny Walker or reaching for it or inside a party, you'd be like, oh, neat. You you now you know I how might, you'd like it. I might it. actually now do it purely neat, or or maybe a much smaller cube or a much larger pour. I mean, right? Well, there you go, you know. larger pour. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, I, it depends I do, upon who's driving home. I, oh, who's driving party. home? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm known for pouring, you know, two to three fingers as opposed to a nice, you know, little. Yeah, but none of those. What, what was that like uh, on the rescue me? Oh my god, twelve yeah, yeah. fingers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, uh, no. I'm not one who usually grabs the pint glass and says, you know, six fingers or something like that. Right. That's good. Um, <laughs> That's over. No, so I think I think this is a fine way to start off. Um, I mean, I'm going to mention, if anybody out there hasn't seen the video of... It's Robert Carlyle, right? Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen the video Johnny Walker put together, Robert Carlyle telling the history of Johnny Walker, walking through the Highlands, it is... And, and you at all like scotch whiskey, or you just like cool shit. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. It's you know? it's a really neat. Uh, it's like six minutes long. Six six and a half Something minutes. Like that. Yeah. It's a and it's ta- it was done in one take. Contiguous take and uh, where he. Yeah, basically gives the entire history, or at least the published history, yeah. uh, of the brand, of yeah, how they, it got they get, started. They get the warts out. They yeah. don't tell the warts. Yeah, and all the mergers and acquisitions yeah. and whatnot. But, you know, it, it, it basically it is true. I mean, back then, they were, you know, little shop owners who yeah. would buy big vats and try to make a product. To some extent, they did it actually custom for some people. Yeah. And uh, that's how you built your name. and started from that and was like I want some more of that Johnny Walker type right. you know and then and his son really is who drove it but drove it. but it's uh it is a very neat video it yeah. really is yeah no kudos for I'm sure Diageo helped put that together I'm sure that was part of their sure. their their bucks yeah, that video I think is like 5 years old now I'd, I'd say between five and yeah. ten. I'm not exactly sure. But. And and uh, I, I'm personally though, I, I, as much as I enjoy this, and I've enjoyed trying uh, other uh, of Johnny Walker's blended whiskeys. Actually, when it comes to blended whiskeys, I've tried several, but I think Johnny Walker does it very consistently enough yeah. that when they come out with a new one, as long as it's within my budget, I give it a try. Like yeah. you mentioned, the double black. And so I'm wondering if they're going to come out. I'm sure as they reach their 200th anniversary in, you know, 2019, something like that. I'm sure, well, 1819 yeah, is yeah, when, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure when they reach that, there'll be like some mass awesome stuff for the 200th anniversary, but I hope there's some for us, you know, uh, pedestrian whiskey drinkers, not, you know, the ones who are buying stuff twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Yeah, I was going to... You know, Johnny Walker blend in the crystal decanter for like... You know, half the price of your house, kind of. Yeah, I, I, sadly, I think they'd probably do something like that, or something that's travel retail only. Yeah, that seems to be where a lot of the special stuff ends up, um, which kind of makes sense because people aren't paying the taxes on it, so therefore maybe they'll pay a little more for something. Plus, I think they also feel they got you over the barrel, so they <laughs> over the barrel. I didn't think that. Sorry. Well, anyway, so they'll be like, "Hey, well, we'll, we'll buy this. You know, it's right. only seventy whatever, and because you're in a right. foreign country and you don't know what that money is necessarily in your it's own monopoly money. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. But uh, it would be nice though, if they did something that you know their average fan could afford easily and maybe get. But then that ruins the exclusivity of it. I just ah, hope they keep... sometimes it's good to not be exclusive. Sometimes it's just, it's good to celebrate with the masses. That's true, and I hope they just keep producing you know good yeah. quality stuff. Nice. All right, well, uh, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, we look forward to, uh, you know, you listening to us again. The the ninth one, Chris, what was what was you said the ninth one was? The next one, It's I a single malt, I remember that. Malt, and I want to say it's the, the Glenfiddich 12. Let me make sure that is it. Yep, yep. Glenfiddich 12. Glenfiddich 12. So next time, uh, that's what we'll be tasting and chatting about. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.